Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to talk about Spirit Week. If you don't know what that is, God bless you. Um, and constant school emails. And for some of you without small children and that are school-age children, you might be quite amazed at how school has metastasized into this like huge creature with its tentacles right into the home. But for others of you, this will be fairly validating and representative of your experience with your school-age children. And I discuss the impacts on marriage, mental health, and so forth. Uh, Before we get to that, please do subscribe. My most recent awesome subscriber episode was on this uh, intimacy porn that I saw, uh, which as I've discussed, that's like these uh, cute, beautiful couples who talk all about how happy they are in their relationship because it's their career to do that as influencers. And this quote, every night feels like a sleepover when you marry your best friend. And of course, how that is kind of a bullshit sort of thing to compare yourself to because it is not real. And uh, and I talk about all that and, and those social media influencer couples and how they impact, you know, your comparison point and your thoughts about your own relationship. And of course, almost 150 other subscriber episodes. All right. So Spirit Week is a week that uh, is lots of fun for kids, you know, like some kids, as I'll discuss, where every day in the week, and they do this like once or twice a year in schools, is a different day, a different theme. So it's like dress as your favorite athlete or, you know, your favorite sports team, get a jersey, dress like somebody from 100 years ago, dress like somebody from a different decade, uh, blah, 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 wacky hair day, wacky Wednesday, all of this stuff, right? So if you have a parent who is in the full blush of mental health and can do and has lots of time and lots of money and the inclination to participate and to help you be your best self, then you can certainly have a great time with this. Now, however... There are many, many children that are not in that blessed circumstance, correct? So there are a lot of kids who, you know, just don't have that privilege, as we call it, privilege, because it's privilege, Um, and they do not have the ability to do all of these different things during the week because their parents are not able to, to do that. They don't have the money, or they're depressed, they struggle with addiction or depression or PTSD or like anything that stops them from not being overwhelmed at the idea of this, from actively getting the stuff or from affording the stuff that is necessary to, example, get a sports jersey or, or anything else. So really, these things like Spirit Week disproportionately affect one group, which is children in dysfunctional families. And 
everything disproportionately impacts these kids. So school doing it sucks because, you know, school's really a respite for a lot of children in dysfunctional families, as, you know, you hear later on where they say school was the time where, you know, everything was okay and my teachers were really nice and it was warm and it was light and it was safe and I knew what to do. Nobody, you know, hit me or yelled at me or was drunk or, you know, whatever. People seemed happy. So basically school can be like really a respite for particularly little kids that are in dysfunctional families. They like the routine. They they like the happy, you know, encouraging tone of the teacher, et cetera, et cetera. If your kids are the ones who always have awesome stuff for Spirit Week, then, you know, it could be an epiphany to imagine the other kids who don't, whose parents don't even really remember it's happening, who assume that it must be beyond all the other parents also to get it together to do it. If you're somebody who struggles with getting to your job on time, then getting your kid like a wacky hairstyle is like so so low on the totem pole. And of course, if you're somebody that then judges these parents, that's unlikely because you probably wouldn't be listening to my podcast. But I mean, judge, judge not, et cetera, et cetera. Like people are struggling with a lot of shit and none of those people were raised in homes where spirit week would have been possible either, or they'd be able to do it themselves, right? And there's also medical issues. There's physical issues. There's just all sorts of shit going on. So, you know, If you are somebody who struggles with depression and you can't really focus on stuff and you're told that there's like five upcoming things that you have to dress your kid up to for, it just leads to just complete paralysis. And and then your kid doesn't have anything to wear or they put their own outfit together and it's obvious that they're the only one who put their outfit together uh, because everybody else's parents put their outfit together and believe me, you could tell the difference. So, you know... Then on, so all right, that's Spirit Week, and Spirit Week really fucking sucks for people uh, who don't have their shit together otherwise, as I just explained. But then there's also like constant email contact from the school. And this is destroying marriages, man. I see it all the time in my couple's clients. And as I say, I'm working with the with the privileged, you know, and if they can't deal with it, <laughs> nobody could deal with it, right? Because I work with many, many super successful people, right? Anybody who could afford a self-pay psychologist is, is going to be doing pretty well. And especially if you're the kind of person that could be like, oh, you know what? I want that special person that wrote that special thing that I read on Medium, then you're obviously like doing pretty good in terms of organizational capacity, ability to plan, and money, With all of those things, the constant school email contact makes people uh, just overwhelmed, bewildered, angry. I mean, there are hours and hours of shit that you have to do with your kids to deal with the amount of stuff that they are expected to to do on the regular that has nothing really even to do with The other stuff you're supposed to do, which is family stuff. So you're supposed to have family stuff. You're supposed to have family dinner. You're supposed to be able to like, you know, relax and have fun with your family at night. Anybody would say that that's important. But then how are you going to do that if the school emailed you that like, you know, your kid, uh, you know, misbehaved during the day? Okay, your kid misbehaved during the day. 
fine, that sucks. If it's a pattern, that's terrible. But that just ruined your night, right? You got to talk to your kid about it. You got to like figure out what's going on. You got to talk to the other parent about it. You and the other parent probably don't agree on what you're supposed to do with the kid. Then you got to talk, you got to email back the teacher. This all occurs obviously during your work day. So you got to worry about that. Then you're anxious about what's happening at work while you're dealing with the teacher. You got to text your kid and be like, the hell's wrong with you? You know, I mean, there's like a lot of shit. It's a lot of moving parts in this. Used to be that like a kid would misbehave unless they lit some shit on fire. You weren't going to hear about it until parent-teacher conference. And it's the same thing with the constant grades, right? Every time they get graded for anything, you got to see it. So it ruins your day, you know? <laughs> oh, fuck, he got a 64. What did he get a 64 on? Was it something I was supposed to help him with? I'm sure it was, because that is the only category that exists nowadays. And so then you feel terrible, you feel guilty, like all of these things. Some men listening to this are like, what kind of crazy shit is this? And to those of you, I refer you to my podcast, Women Think About the Kids a Lot More Than Men Understand, and full stop. And also my post from many years ago, Seven Reasons Women Are So Stressed Out All the Time. Women feel that they are very, very responsible for the children and their well-being and their success in a way that even men do not seem to feel. Men seem to be able to say, well, that's him, you know, gets a 64, you know, but, you know, a lot easier than women can say that. And so this constant back and forth with the school and the emailing and the fact that you could check their grades in real time and you could check like whether they're picking their nose or not in real time, like every goddamn thing they do is real time. You know, it's like the panopticon, you see everything and you don't need to see everything and it's super stressful. And particularly if a marriage or a family is already strained because guess what? The kid who's misbehaving at school, guess what he does at home? He doesn't act great either. So it's all you're already stressed out by that kid and then now you got to deal with reprimanding him or giving him consequences or whatever the hell you think you're supposed to do because he also misbehaved at school, which you didn't really have to know about unless he hurt somebody, you know, or did something real violent, which is not the level Sure, that, they they email you that. They probably come to your house. But, you know, they email you anything. They don't show up with their pen. They don't show up with their pencil, this, that, the other. So this constant involvement, it stresses everybody, but nobody more than the people who are already struggling. So truly, I am certainly not in any sort of school policy, you know, making a position But mostly the reason for this, instead of saying, what could you do? Well, what you could do is like make it back to how it was. In many ways, you don't need to know what the hell goes on all the time. You certainly don't have to have spirit week that isn't planned with stuff that's at the school. I'm all about spirit week if we make our costume an art class, you know, because then everybody makes something that looks kind of the same and it sucks, except for the two people that are good at art, which great, cool. But, you know, it's not like, oh, everybody has a jersey and I have this t-shirt. You know, it's just like not like that. But Anyway, or I have no t-shirt because my parents didn't remember or because they don't care or because they were drunk last night. But anyway, so that's an easy fix, you know, but the other one with the constant contact, none of it isn't really an easy fix. You can't change what your kid's school does, but this is to validate that there are very few couples that can weather this sort of constant engagement from the school without having at least a couple fights about it and being just kind of under stress whenever they check their email and it's something from the school or checking the grades or this and that and the other. If you're lucky enough that your kids do really, really well at school, then it's a pleasure to log in and see their little A's and hundreds. 
But for anybody with a kid that's struggling with ADHD, with a learning disability, with behavior issues, with depression, anxiety, whatever, then it's the worst part of your day to log in. And that is going to carry over into everything else that happens in the home. So as a couple, you could listen to this and say, wow, maybe we could feel validated. Maybe it's not just us and maybe it's a systemic problem, you know, and we could decide ourselves not to maybe take it as seriously, not to log in as much, not to allow it to like destroy our evening because we realize that it has the capacity to do that for everybody that 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 engages with it. We ourselves might even limit the times that we check that we check the grades, or maybe we could just kind of bond over it. Like if it sucks, we could try to look at this as a bad thing instead of thinking of it as just a thing that like somehow is supposed to be good for us and our kid because it involves a school and parental involvement and it's supposed to be good. Yeah, everything can jump the shark. Parental involvement can be too much just like any other thing can be too much. You know, you could you, you drink enough water to make yourself sick, like like people did at the marathon. There was something about, uh, or at 5Ks, they drink like so, so much water that they make themselves sick. It was like some condition. The, but the point is, is you can have like, yeah, sure, not knowing what school your kid goes to, that's bad. But it's also bad to hear every little goddamn thing that they do and then to have to think about it and then to be expected to respond to it and, and to be expected to know everything that's going on and to be able to have to say things like, oh, like your history assignment on the Incans like didn't go well. What happened? Like fucking 17 times a day whenever you get pinged with a new assignment. And if you have more than one kid, this is times a million, right? It's times however many kids you have. So this is a stressor. It's very difficult. The, the parental involvement disproportionately impacts kids with whose parents are struggling. And, and also, of course, if your parent struggles with anger, then them getting a little rundown of everything you do wrong is going to make your life terrible. Um, and, and it can cultivate some empathy, but as a couple listening to it, you could say, wow, this is something that really sucks for people. Let's try to think of ways that it doesn't have to suck so much for us. You know, let, let's take a step back on how important this really is. Every single assignment is a do or die. If a kid fails one assignment, that's not the end of the world. You know, they are their own person too, at a certain point. And, and, and we just got to understand that everybody doesn't get, you know, good grades on everything. If there's some behavior issues that rise to the level that we have to have a school meeting, that sucks. But, you know, every single time I get contact about anything, maybe I don't have to catastrophize it and think that it's the end of the world, et cetera, et cetera. Now, some people are struggling with their kids having real, real bad behavior problems. And for those people, you know, the family therapy could be useful. Definitely, uh, therapy for the child. There's like all sorts of ways. Basically, those are the two ways. Family therapy, therapy for the child. Sometimes a psychiatrist can help with medication. Or if your own anxiety is through the roof beyond even what I'm talking about, then you yourself could go to therapy to think about why you're so triggered by your child um, getting a bad grade. And I'll tell you why, because you put too much emphasis on being a perfect parent and you conflate the child's achievement with your ability to parent. And probably that's because your own parent either didn't give a shit about you. They did give a shit about you, but they didn't have the skills to really show that. So like, for example, an adult child of an alcoholic parent would commit to being super invested in everything their kid does. And then if they see their kid doesn't hand in the assignments, they feel personally like a failure. 
or your parent was up your ass the same way as you're up your kid's ass about every little thing and was more on the tiger mom domain or tiger dad, but your tiger mom slash dad did not have a constant stream of, of emails coming, so they weren't even able to be as tiger mom slash dad as you can, and that's not a good thing. So think about it. And also, if you are the person that does not get your child, your child's spirit week stuff um, in order, that that is that is nothing to be ashamed of. Many many people don't do that. Your kid, um, there are many people whose parents forget it. There are many people who don't have the right thing for spirit week. So so that is not anything to beat yourself up about. What I'm saying here is it is extremely hard for everybody to balance this unrelenting amount of shit that is expected from the schools in addition to their own life, mental health, etc. So uh, I personally forgot my child's first picture day, my oldest, when she was in kindergarten. I felt like trash about it. It was like the worst. I sent her just like a regular t-shirt with a ponytail and everybody else had like, you know, their special outfit on. It was literally her first picture day and I felt super bad about it. And so it happens to everybody. So it's it's nothing to beat yourself up about. More to say, wow, I didn't realize that so many people struggle with this. That really makes sense and it makes me feel better for how I struggle with it, right? All right, well, I hope you guys got something out of this and I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day.